Welcome to the Midnight Exchange. I am Zachary. And I am Mario. And we are your hosts for the night. Well, we're your hosts forever, so. Yeah. Anyways, let's jump on into this. So, tell me about, you did two shoots before we recorded this. We're recording on an off night. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how they went. The shoots? Yeah. Went. Give, me, give me some background. What'd, what'd you do? Okay, so this weekend on Sunday, I was I was at my sister's house. We have a we try to have family time on Sundays. Um, if we can have it. Everybody's there. So it was like late and I get a text like for a last minute job, my contact was informed by um, by their people that they could have a shoot uh, on campus. So um, pretty much I had to like do a mad scramble to do, which wasn't that mad actually, but uh, nonetheless, I did have to get things in place. And thankfully availabilities were open for that day. And so pretty much just got a production ready in 12 hours. That's always fun. Uh, it was an interview job. So it was, it was you know, we used a couple lights. We used the C300. Um, hell of a softbox light. Really nice light. Uh, we used two one by ones. Uh, actually, mainly one one by one. I don't think we used the other one. And then we used a hair light on most of the subjects. But um, the it was a pretty good shoot. People were friendly. The subjects were willing and able. And uh, overall, just. A pretty good first one. That was the first time I've worked with uh, this particular client. So um, I think it went really well. And now we're just in post-production now trying to crank out the edit for the end of this week. So overall, it went well, man. Hoping for continued progress on that and that that could turn into something that's ongoing to create like a little bit of a series to help their vision and promoting their foundation and whatnot. So. Uh, okay. But that went well. Awesome. All right. So where'd you end up uh, shooting down there? Uh, I was actually at a hospital campus and um, it was their neonatal unit. So had to do a lot with uh, where premature babies are pretty much nursed to health and taken care of. And so we're just, uh, it was shooting an interview subject on a, on a miracle story that happened over there at this particular hospital and uh, okay yeah. what was your what was your experience shooting in a hospital was it very like a uh, busy and i mean I, I've, I've done work in the hospital before but not necessarily for production it's been for for as for last minute for as last minute as it was it was pretty well put together um yeah i can't really complain uh, i mean we pretty much made do with what we had and we improvised where needed we had an extra subject Thankfully, it was a good subject that stepped in and uh, we were able to take care of that. And it's just a matter of just being conscious because, um, yeah, we're telling their stories and it's important. The work that they're doing there is important. So really, it's just a matter of filming consciously and obviously trying to film in such a way that you're not getting in the way of the work of the doctors, and the nurses or anything like that. So we yeah. actually ended up running a lighting setup uh, without running cables. That's um, that's a feat. 
So we just um, had battery powered uh, connections to every single light and um, we ran it like that. And that helped out a lot because we weren't worried about taping down cables or if there was an emergency. Thank God there was not an emergency while we were filming uh, because that would have been terrible. Yeah, it would have been, you know, I told the nurses, I was like, hey, if you need to like shove me out of the way and to do something, just go ahead, because what we're doing is less important than what you need to do. So don't feel like you need to um, tippy toe. Like if you need to do something, just tell us and we'll move the heck out of the way. So, but no, everything was good. We actually didn't interfere with anything and uh, it was pretty well done. Um, yeah, I can't, no complaints, no complaints. We'll see uh, the edits going well and we're just, yeah, want to crank it out, move on from it. Awesome. And you didn't use all LEDs anything. though on those lights. You Didn't you use some? Um, no, it was no. Oh, well, LED- you did do all LEDs. All LEDs. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So, seriously though, I do want to know how today went because I've been hearing a lot more about today for quite some time. It got pushed back. You guys were you were supposed to shoot it on Friday, and then it got pushed back, and now it now it's today. To be fair, yeah, this has been in the planning more, but yesterday shoot took like literally the planning took place on Sunday night for like three hours before. We had to yeah. cancel the podcast recording. For yeah, I know. Yeah, we're we're actually recording on a Tuesday night right now. Yeah, we're breaking a, l- a little later than normal, so we're breaking the rules. Yeah, we're breaking the rules here, but uh, no, this shoot was for a friend of mine, uh, Gianno, who's a composer, um, and a talented one. And we we're just pretty much making a short film for his next composition coming out called Faced Two, and I I kept on straight up screwing up the name today like i was i i apologize to him. i kept on calling it facetime like half the time but, uh, <laughs> FaceTime. yeah, yeah. but uh, we've been prepping, prepping this for a while and so the idea really has to do with the two faces of music which is music has these two sides to it a hopeful side and a more aggressive dark side a you know just two sides of the coin type of thing mm. good versus evil not really evil let me not say that but um light darkness that kind of two faces to it major and minor major minor exactly and you know a big inspiration comes from bach and uh, that's his one of his biggest inspirations and bach was pretty much from what i've learned and i haven't done too much verification of this but heard that he was pretty much criticized for playing darker sounding music who bach Uh, was yeah from what i've heard which which I kind of want to Google verify that right now. That might make for bad podcast radio. Was Bach persecuted mm-hmm. for playing darker music? Who's a... Hmm. I don't know. I can't confirm this, but I will off podcast. Okay. Anyway, anyways, I've never thought about it like that, but continue. Wait, thought about it like what? I, will, I mean, I've, I've listened to Bach before, but I've never like sat there and listened to Bach and I'm like, dang, this guy's just dark. <laughs> never, that thought's never come across my mind. Hmm. He brawled with students? Maybe that's where the problem came from. Guys, don't beat up your students. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Teach oh, them man. with knowledge, not iron fists. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm reading at some of these facts about bogs, and they're pretty interesting. Anyways, um, we had been planning this for a while. Uh, he had an idea. I rewrote the script for him. Uh, so it was pretty. It was a three-man crew: me, him, and a friend of mine, Rico, who shot it. And we essentially had one location and we had to replan it. So we canceled last Wednesday's shoot and mm. uh, which was supposed to be at night. And we ended up moving the shoot to this piano warehouse in Miami called Victor's piano and organs, which has apparently been there for a long time. And, um, we ended up renting the place out by the hour. Pretty sure that lady took us for, a. uh, quick buck because she started off with the price being 50 bucks an hour and it went up to a hundred an hour real quick. What? Yeah. 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 But um, $50 for the first half an hour for, and then, and then a hundred dollars per hour after. No, no, it's a hundred an hour. <laughs> it's, that's exactly what it was. Nuts. That's crazy. Anyways, um, we got there today. Um, well, how long did, how long did you shoot though? An hour. I made sure. I made sure that we did it for an hour. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I told. The, I told the guys. Well, actually, we probably would have shot two hours if um, we met this guy there named Chris. And, bro, Chris was very. He's eccentric, kind of an eccentric guy. I thought he was just like a maintenance guy. Mm-hmm. But then he went to the piano and started playing this honky tonk piano, bro. <laughs> It was masterful. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. The guy is this, a piano savant. Just ri- ridiculous. It's on my story right now. But it, it is absolutely absurd the way he moves his hands on that piano. It's it's crazy. I saw I saw a couple of the stories on uh on your Instagram just before we started recording this. That was that was quite insane. I've probably got like twenty DMs, just people just with their emoji with the mouth open, just shocked. Like just, you look at this unassuming guy, and then he just jumps on the piano and starts going, you know, Elton John on it. It's crazy. But um, anyways, it took us about an hour to shoot. Uh, pretty cool location. Just imagine a warehouse with a bunch of new to old pianos, but kind of dingy looking inside. Mm-hmm. So it can it has that feel. Uh, where you could imagine the setting being a vision because it's supposed to be a vision that he's having. Cause so the video is going to start with him in the studio playing and he kind of goes into this trance like zone where he's playing music in this warehouse and it's dark. There's one light and uh, he plays and somebody appears to him. Who's essentially the second face of music mm. and, uh, speaks to him and helps him find his way towards uh, the inspiration for the composition that is phase two. And so we have probably another night of shooting that we need to do a couple of shots around the city and um, the studio intro and outro of the video. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, today went well and you know, this is all part of the plan to have these passion projects that we work on while we're doing, um, our normal jobs and our normal client jobs, that kind of stuff. So cool to mix these in. For sure. Yeah. So that's That'll about be, it. Is that the, that's the first music video you're shooting now, right? 
or is it? I not? mean, the first for the first for him, but um, uh, but yeah, music okay. videos are something that I've been looking into more and more recently, and I'd like to expand upon that. So I was having a couple conversations about that yesterday with uh, a friend of mine, but we'll see where it goes. All right, all right, no problem. That was your time. You went to North Carolina pretty much all of last week, right? For yeah, work. What were yeah. you doing up, what were you doing up there? So for my full time job, let me see. I was there I guess I left left Monday. So I think it was it was like Friday. I found out that I had to fly up to North Carolina um around the Charlotte area up there. So to, you found out pretty business. last minute too. I, I found out very last minute. Um, the day before? Did, or? Well, I mean, I flew out Monday afternoon, like early Monday afternoon, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't know I was flying until Friday. And then I didn't get my tickets until I want to say Sunday, like Sunday night-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I, I, at least I knew I had enough time to prepare, but uh, I didn't I didn't know when I was leaving until the day seats. Did you get to pick them? Uh, I, you know, every time I get seats, I mean, they're already picked and they always give you the option to swap, but it's like, why would I pay an extra $20 to swap from a middle seat to another middle seat? It's I just, mean, it's stupid. Dude, I will always pay the money to upgrade my seat. Always. Always. I well, mean, up, that, upgrade your seat to, but to what? An aisle seat. And an aisle seat prefer- there you go. and a preferred legroom seat. There you go. I mean, if 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 you can upgrade to to an aisle seat, go for it. But we're talking about literally, I'm in a middle seat, and it's like, hey, do you want to switch to this other middle seat for twenty five bucks? Not really. Well, it's yeah, the I same. Th- it's the same thing. There's there's no difference between them. I feel no. I mean, then again, like for me, I don't know what I don't know what the cap price would be. I'm upgrading my seat because as somebody who's six three, dude, a middle seat space. on an airplane for me is yo shoot me, man. Shoot me <laughs> if I gotta sit on a middle seat on an airplane. Because if I can't get like one leg out there stretching, it's just nah. I I've I've paid I think I've paid over a hundred bucks to change my seat to just to an aisle seat like in a preferred <laughs> section yeah that that's a little on the high end I'm, i mean i think it depends on how much you paid for the ticket if it's across uh if it's across the country or or to europe dude i will i don't that's know a different I'd, story i, I would, would i would pay, pay a couple, couple hundred bucks i'd probably go up over three hundred dollars just to upgrade oh. my seat well, yeah you're talking about like what a 15 hour flight yeah no no comfort on the plane is just necessary but I digress. I'm waiting for the. I'm just waiting for somebody. Jeff Bezos, listen to this. Buy an airline, remove uh, ten rows, and give everybody some decent legroom. Why are you know, we cramming honestly, into airplanes like pack rats? It's 2019, for God's sake. It's terrible. Honestly, I would rather pay a few extra bucks for a ticket to fly on a plane that has less seats. It's just it's too cramped. <laughs> On the uh, on the way up, half, well, not half. There was quite a few people that couldn't even sit in the seats. Like, what? Like they couldn't fit. 
Oh, they're too fat? <laughs> I mean, without trying to sound rude, but yes, I mean... Well, Zach, you can't say somebody can't fit in their sheets and then not explain. <laughs> like, yes, they were, they, were, they, were, they were much too large for, for the seat, even the seat belt, mind you. Like they had, they, they literally had to go get an extension for the seat belt buckle because it, it wasn't large enough. That's, that's embarrassing. I'm just like, I feel bad. It, it is embarrassing. I, I feel bad. I mean, first of all, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's unhealthy to be at that weight anyways, but you're trying to cram so many people into a single plane that like your, your chairs can't even be any larger. So those two things just don't mix well, at all. Well, let me, let me say. Arena seats and airplane seats, the the width of those seats are, they're just not big enough, period. I gotta say. No, no. You know, can we all have our own armrest? Why do I gotta have like this fight with the guy next to me for this armrest every time? Like I gotta Dude, be elbowing him the whole flight. I feel like, you. I was, uh, I was sitting at the Fort Lauderdale airport getting ready to board. Well, I mean, I was there like an hour beforehand, but th there's uh, some group of, of a women with, uh, I guess they were like the moms of this married couple. I don't know. Anyways, they're all like sitting there complaining to each other, like telling each other, look, the moment you get into that plane, the first thing you do is grab both <laughs> arms <laughs> because I, I don't know. I guess one of them had a bad experience where, where unfortunately she couldn't use her armrest, so she was she was very adamant and serious about grabbing the armrests and making sure that she, that you got them before anyone else. It's usually like a game of you're just wrestling for the armrest, you know, the whole time. Nobody acknowledges this fight out loud, but no. I will I will shove someone out. I will um, look. How about this? This is usually what happens. You can either claim the front of the armrest or the back. You can have like your elbow towards the back, kind of tucked in, or you can have the front of it. You know, it's, it's you can have, there's compromises on the armrest that you can surely do, you know. Another, <laughs> another thing. Yeah. Those little trays to <laughs> eat, terrible. terrible. Yeah. God. All right. Well, how was North Carolina aside from your <laughs> uh, North Carolina? It's I mean it wasn't bad. I like I, every time I go, I'm typically around Raleigh. That's when I go up personally. But uh, mm. I was up again. I was up around Charlotte this time. So there's this little town called Elkin. Literally a little town. I think it has about four thousand people in the entire city. Yeah. Um, but downtown downtown's very small as well. It, I feel like you could walk all of downtown in, in about five minutes. You could, uh, it, very, very small. Anyways, uh, I found out last minute I was going there, had to try and work with one of the clients there, which I mean, overall it, it went great. Um, I think we walked away from that accomplishing everything and a little bit more than I had set up as a goal. So yeah. that was great. I was glad uh, once we got back, we were able to wrap up. Were you um, the, part were of you this the phase? Were you the lead on this trip? Yeah, yeah. Um, we brought in we brought in a product manager that that we had working with us. Um, so I was just guiding everything and making sure that we 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 kept on pace. We got everything we needed answered. Answered. Um, we got all the extra information we needed. Things like that. 
uh, we needed to wrap up the prototype. Um, and so we also needed to wrap up a lot of documentation. And that was just dependent on having fluid communication and conversations with uh, the client there. How did the client treat you? Very well, actually. Um, we went out to eat a couple times. We went out for lunch, I think, every with day. The we were there. Or with the client? Yeah, with, yeah with the client. No, I mean, they, they treated us to lunch, which was nice. Um, there, there is a, there's a couple, <laughs> so there's not many places to eat there in downtown. I, f- I think there was like three key places and it's kind of funny cause it, it really feels like they all have deals with each other where it's like, all right, you know what, we'll be open Monday night and then we'll close every other night. We'll, we'll close Tuesday and Wednesday. And on those days you open. can be open on Tuesday and then this other person or this other restaurant can be open on Wednesday. That's what it felt like. It was, it was crazy. Um, Hmm. The first, the night we got there, I mean, we finally got into town. I I mean, it was already getting dark on Monday. So we went to this place called, I think it was the Angry Troll Brewing. So it was like a tap room brewery and they had a little restaurant in there, but it was about the only thing open. Well, yeah, it was about the only thing open at that time. Um, And it had some of the better ratings. So we went there. And we got we got really lucky with all of our food everywhere that we went. Um, the, the that restaurant we got there, the beer was half off. Um, they how was the, the beer? What kind of beer was it? I I just got some English English beer to see how it was. Why? Because you were hanging out with somebody from the UK. I was, but that's not why. Um, they had some stouts there, but I wasn't too impressed with the stouts. And then they had like, uh, an IPA and it was like a really, really, really fruity IPA. I think it was like pineapple, but it just, it straight up tasted like pineapple. It was like, did it, uh, did it give invasive species a run for its money? Heck no. No, not at all. Listeners, invasive species is a local brewery down here in Fort Lauderdale. That is wonderful. Wonderful and undiscovered. So it's kind of not undiscovered, but it's chill enough that it hasn't been ruined yet. It's not like a, a downtown it's dark uh, bar it's nice. or anything nice. where you just got people coming in and going out the whole time. It's, it's a great it's a great place. Great place. No, I really, one of the yeah. one of the go-tos down here. <laughs> so uh anyways, uh, went there, the food wasn't bad but it was taken oh and it was it was half off if i didn't mention that already so the food took a little too long to get there so they ended up bringing us another one on the house uh and then they forgot the fries so we got some some free like a massive order of fries for free so it was i mean i was definitely full after that uh and then the next day Nothing like fr- nothing like french fries in this world zach dude french fries are like the best thing ever it's like it's always the safest thing to get anywhere you go french fries i mean if you, <laughs> met, if you don't if you can't cook a good french fry you can't cook anything good if you mess up potatoes that is the barometer of success for a restaurant you can't cook a potato you can't cook anything yeah i can second that i i don't think i've ever enjoyed a restaurant that's cooked a bad potato <laughs> no it's think about it 
I mean, even even yeah, like wedge fries. Wedge, if you're gonna do wedges, like they too, they've still gotta have some crunch to it. They can't just be like this dry lump of no, potato. Yeah, you can't have a dry a dry wedge. Yeah, you need a yes, you need a properly seasoned wedge. I don't care for the crunch. I like soggy fries. Like the soggier, the better. But you know, you gotta be kidding me. I'm not kidding. Why do you like, like soggy fries? I like fat French fries, bro. Fat. I like a fat French, French fry, but I want some like crispy ends or something. It's gotta, it's gotta have some. It can't like just flop around. If you hand me a floppy French fry, I'm just gonna no, throw I'm, it back at your I'll face. Take, I'll take all floppy French fries up in here, straight up. Like, look, Wendy's. The downfall of Wendy's, and maybe their sales are up, but I don't know. When Wendy's had their old fries, my god. Anyways, they're old fries. What was, uh, what was the what was the best meal? Because honestly, food is the most important thing when you travel. So, what was the thing? What was the thing? Was there so, anything? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I liked. So down downtown, well, it's all downtown. Uh, there's this restaurant called I think it's called the Reeves, and it actually used to be a, a like a really old movie theater that uh, was run down, and they they've got money together and fixed it up and. The front of it's like this little restaurant. And then if you go through the doors into what would have been the showing room, they changed that to like this whole sound stage. So uh, they've got like a front of house system in there for all of the audio, lighting and everything. In the restaurant? It's pretty It's pretty cool, yeah. Um, but the week we were there is the first week that this restaurant was releasing this new burger that they had, right? So the whole the whole restaurant it's all farm to fork. I'm invested so in the story now. Every <laughs> everything is really fresh. So um, new burger. I was like, all right, you know what? We're here. I'll give it a shot. Got the burger. That I mean, what was it? it was like there was. I feel like there was a couple different cheeses on it. I got some bacon on that too. The burger. I mean, there's just there's a lot to it. Anyways, that had to have been one of the best burgers I've had in a while okay i to have a burger that was that um flavorful and not greasy so it wasn't dry but it was not greasy like at yeah. all it was just yeah. it just i don't know i don't know how to explain it other than tasting fresh or without making it sound gross no, it was I'm a moist move, burger I'm without grease i'm gonna move for a burger now damn Dude. I would eat right. that thing again if I had it right in my front of my face. Yeah. That was good. Uh, and then yeah, the, the other night we went to this other place called Southern on Main. And they... Uh, now that place, that's a good name right there. It, Southern it, not, on Main. Yeah, like it, it's not a bad name. Um, we went there. Okay, so when we went... Let, let me go back. Tuesday, we went to Reeves for lunch. And then we went to Reeves for dinner because we didn't know where else to go. And the place we went to before was closed. And then... The well, next they needed, day, they needed to have some business. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the next day, we went to Southern on Main for lunch. Got some Brussels sprouts, which were pretty fire, and then some fried okra too. Uh, and then that night, we went to the same place again. Uh, went to the same place three times in one day. No, 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 not three times in one day. Just two times. We went to oh, Reeves two. for lunch and dinner tuesday and we went to southern on main for lunch and dinner on wednesday oh, man. Um, but no, we, no we went i got some some pork meal and it had a Oof. i, I want to say it was like pickled cabbage or something which was it was actually pretty good 
Okay. Um, Not sauerkraut, but I don't don't know. It had to have been something along the lines of pickled cabbage and pork with cranberry sauce. It it was good. But that uh, sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. That was that and the burger, I think, were two of my favorite meals there. Everything Mm -hmm. else was okay. Not bad. Not, not like amazing, but definitely not bad. Other than, other than the first night that it wasn't that great. That burger. I wasn't extremely impressed. I actually burnt my mouth like so badly with a jalapeno popper. (laughs) They were like, (laughs) they were these massive jalapeno poppers and, and they did not look like they were that hot at all. But you bit into it, and the moment you bit into it, it was like this volcano erupted in your mouth. Why? Because because of the cream cheese is just like. It's oh man! It was all. It was literally like. Boiling. It, it, it wasn't even steaming on the outside, but you bit into it, and it was <laughs> boiling on the inside. I just I I literally had dead skin on the roof of my mouth for a little bit. That's that, better. That's better than what happened days. to me in high school. I once uh, I was eating a hot pocket, and yeah, if you heat up a hot pocket, that already hurts. I, I, my soul. You bite into a hot pocket, and like for some reason, the hot pockets are never fully sealed all around the hot pocket. Some of that cheese got on my lip, dude. That mm. thing burned the living existence out of my lip. Did you that have I had red? I had a burn. Yeah, kids in school thought I had herpes for like a solid week, <laughs> and I was like, guys, and you know, I kind of just rolled with it because it's almost less embarrassing than saying you burned <laughs> your lip hot, hot, hot pocket. <laughs> so I just kind of just, you know, how do you? That's start? a stretch. So that's amazing. Terrible. Sorry about that. Was it a hot pocket? It was either a hot pocket or a pizza pocket. You know those little pizza pockets? I mean, they're they're the same. Oh my goodness. It's like, and then if the cheese gets to you and sticks to you, oh, you need like a pressure hose to get that off your face. It's terrible. Anyways. Yeah. So. Yep. I'm glad you had a good time in North Carolina and the client was happy. And uh, thank you. Nice, man. Very nice. It's been a it's been a busy week. Got to try and kind of bring it down a little bit and relax on this week. So, you uh, are you watching anything interesting at the moment? Mm-hmm. Am I? Well, uh, I'm watching a couple of things. I did watch uh, Tarantino's new film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <sighs> yeah, um, I need to go watch excellent. that. Excellent. I mean, I'm not just saying that because it's Tarantino. I don't like all of his films. I do like most of them. Nice. I do. I do like all of them, but exactly. But I do like some way more than others. I'm also watching a German show called Dark, which dude, you may or may not know about. I know about that one. That show is phenomenal. If you, if anyone listening, if you're gonna watch the show, do yourself a favor though and watch it in German. Just read the subtitles. The audio is so worth it. It, you know, it, you're a sound nerd, so and it does sound incredible. I mean, don't watch it at night unless you're brave, but because um, the score will just give you nightmares long. You I have watch fe- it at night; it builds character. I have a feeling that. This show came out around the same time that the movie Arrival came out because the scores feel so similar to me. Like the, way, the way the composer scored these different scenes. The movie what Arrival. was Arrival about? Uh, aliens arriving. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That was the that was the one that had to do with AI, right? 
No. That's the one with the pods that land on Earth. Dennis Villeneuve's in it. Jeremy Renner. Okay. Why am I not who's, who's remembering that? Who's the girl in it? Arrival. I'm blanking out. It's not Anna Kendrick. It definitely is not Anna Kendrick. Who's the girl? I'll tell you, I'll tell you in like two seconds. Who's the girl? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Anna Kendrick. Of course it's not Anna Kendrick. No. No offense to Anna. It's not no offense at all to Anna Kendrick. It's just I've never seen her do a movie like that. It's, would, it's just it's just not pitch perfect. I mean, why would she be in it? Why did you get? You didn't have to do that. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just joking. Oh, right. that I never. That was the one where she was trying to talk to them, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that movie good, was great. That movie is great. Yeah, it is. It is. So. The theme of this show and a lot of the score feels like the arrival to me and also has this same, this really dark stranger things type of vibe to it as well. Mm -hmm. This town, this random town in the middle of nowhere that has plants in there. And it's, yeah. And there's like this section of the town that has these elements to it. Yeah. It has a very stranger things vibe to it, but, way way more dark unintended yeah. i guess um, <laughs> it's like the adult well not the inappropriate adult version but the adult version of stranger things perhaps shall we go that right. far okay yeah uh, I, i'm enjoying it i'm like episode five right now so things are getting pretty interesting they just introduced somebody key and i won't go into it too much but yeah no uh, spoilers you're, yeah. you're you're still in the first season all right yes first season still they just released the second season. I've got to. I've got to rewatch. I've got to rewatch the first season before I go into the second one. I, I at least have to have a refresher. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasant surprise. A friend of mine got me into it. Um. Yeah, but uh, going back to the Tarantino film. Yeah. Seeing DiCaprio and Brad Pitt on screen together. It's one of the most fun things. It's one of the most interesting things I've ever watched in the movies. It's just fun to watch it, honestly. Like that kind of greatness on screen at the same time mm -hmm. is just, it was awesome. And honestly, I don't know if Tarantino did this on purpose. I've heard a bunch, of, I've watched so many interviews on this film. Um, before I went to watch it and he's talked about it being a love story to Hollywood and, and it was but more going into Brad Pitt's character and uh, Rick, Rick Dalton and Cliff something I forgot what Cliff's last name was but uh, showing how DiCaprio's this actor trying to transition at the middle point of his career and Brad Pitt is this go with the flow type stuntman who just lives every day one day at a time one moment at a time it's kind of like we glorify the actor and like the life of the actor and we're like man the life of the actor's got to be so interesting and so rick dalton dicaprio's character is kind of is this western he gets typecasted as a western star pretty much that's and, interesting uh, he's essentially you know he's playing the villain he's getting typecasted as the villain in a lot of things and it's concerning him and um <laughs> and meanwhile there's like no demand for brad 
as far as being a for Cliff being a stuntman. So his work is really going down the tube. Um, but he's pretty much while also a stuntman, he's also kind of the assistant and slash best friend of Rick Dalton. And um, it's almost like Cliff is living his own Western mm-hmm. off the set while DiCaprio is living a fake Western on set and trying to be in character for that. But there's a particular scene where Brad visits. Uh, he actually picks up this hippie chick who wants to yeah. sleep with him. But uh, he won't sleep with her because of he doesn't know what what age she is. She's not over 18, apparently. Ooh. And so um, he goes and drops her off because these hippies have invaded this um, old man's property that they used to film westerns at. And he's like, hmm, does so-and-so still live there? She's like, yeah, we take care of him. And he's like, hmm, well, I'm going to come pay him a visit. And so he goes into this hippie-infested com- uh, commune Commune, commune, whatever. Anyways, everybody there is trying to avoid him seeing this old man. And he pushes through like an old style Western star who is going into the town where he's not welcome, where the bandits are at. And it's and then it's kind of cutting back and forth between him and Di- where DiCaprio's on set and he is the bad guy about to get into a shootout. And it's doing that sort of thing. And I just wonder if... Uh, kind of like that juxtaposition where cliff is the actor in real life he's the leading man in real life even so much so like when when the the old the climax of the film which is the the manson murders are like about to happen mm-hmm. brad is the leading man who is most involved in, yeah. the, in the in the attack and i won't go into what happens because the movie is relatively still out and you haven't seen it, but uh, yeah, it is just ultimately it's it's probably my second favorite Tarantino film, and I definitely need to go watch it again. I w- I'm probably gonna go this week to watch it one more time. Okay, but um, so this is one I should definitely see in theaters if I can. You should see every Tarantino film in theaters, and if you can, um, as it, it's orig- how it's supposed to be seen in film, but uh, it's tough to find that down here. Okay. So, I mean, there's places in LA that do it, but not not yeah, as many down here. It's not quite as common down here. Hold on a second. <coughs> Get a sneeze out. Bless up, bro. Bless up. Aside from that, um, what are you watching? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I haven't been able to watch anything yet this past week. I've just been out of, I've literally been out of town all last week. I've been working since like 7.30 in the morning till 3 in the morning the next day for the most part. So it's, uh, I've been a little cramped on my schedule. Man, you're telling me you don't got like 30 minutes before you go to sleep. You just open up the laptop, open up some uh, Netflix. And not even Netflix. I mean, I'll, I'll put like YouTube on in the background while I'm going to what sleep. You, okay, so, what are you watching on YouTube? just watching some uh some uh i don't know there there's a there's a show called veritasium and then there's there's the another one called vsauce they're just like these random random i don't know have you ever seen them no okay (laughs) they always have these topics 
and like 90% of the time, I want to say it's, it's about some science or some, I don't, I don't know, some, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. They're just, they're so rare. Every episode is different. It's like one day you could be talking about, uh, radioactivity or radioactive items or areas. And the next day you could be talking about how, <laughs> how some device rolls a certain way and then rolls back to you. Uh, and then the next episode or next show is, is like, uh, how particles bounce around and break, uh, uh, it's called like CPT. I don't remember what it stands for, but uh, they're going into how if you like were to look at the universe and put a mirror up and look at that, would how could you or or not even how they were trying to determine if it was possible to tell if you were in the mirror or if you were like the original source based off the direction that the particles shoot out. A, I don't know what was it like a neuron or something. No, I don't think it was a neuron, an electron uh, in a certain direction. And it was based off of probability and things like that. And you'll, you'll really have to go watch it. Uh, maybe we can, I'll, I'll link the channels in the show notes, but uh, that, that's, that's really all I've been watching. Sounds interesting, man. I mean, granted, uh, when I'm decompressing, I tend to watch more on the narrative side rather than on the explain this type of educational stuff but um i could definitely get into that it sounds like good working watching while you work type videos i don't even know though it, it i mean it's very entertaining i feel like if i watched that while i worked i would be too focused on like what they're trying to say because it's it kind of provokes you to think a little bit about things and how they work so I don't know why I just seem to end up watching them before I go to sleep. It's probably the absolute worst time I can watch that because <laughs> then, then I'm kind of thinking about that for like the next 20 minutes and it just keeps me up a little bit. But they're so dang interesting, man. They're so interesting. I'll, I'll link them in the notes. I'll, I'll send you the links as well so you can yeah. take a look at it. But that's, that's about all I've, I've been watching recently. That? Okay. All right. All right. Let me, let me take a step back. I have had a little bit of time to watch friends, which I was just talking to you about a little bit ago and, and you're not a friends guy. So apparently we have, we have two, two sides going on here. I'm a friends guy. And, and what do you, what do you watch? I'm a Seinfeld guy. Okay. So I'm we got friends and we got Seinfeld. Yeah. I know Seinfeld is, yeah, it's superior, superior to friends. <sighs> That's just cause you haven't watched friends. I have watched Friends. I've seen pretty much all of Friends. It's Seinfeld is superior. Friends. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. I haven't watched much Seinfeld, honestly. I uh, and I never used to be into Friends uh, when I was younger, but I think over the past few years, it's just like you watch it a little bit, and then you kind of get into it, and then you watch it a little bit more. And you you just keep getting getting a little deeper into the show. Yeah, then you end up liking it. Yeah, I mean, or, you, or you're just a loser hilarious. and you don't like it. The show's hilarious. I love Friends. I'm just saying, like, Seinfeld, <laughs> if, like, if it's on TBS and I could choose, like, every time it comes on, it's like, hey, do you want to watch Friends or do you want to watch Seinfeld? I'm always choosing Seinfeld. That's just, that's just what's happening. Okay. Most of the time. All right. Um, <clears throat> aside from that, let me also say that I am so excited. August has blessed me this year. As it's your birthday, right? Our many listeners 
always know because they mark it on their calendars every year. It's a, mm-hmm. the most excited year. My bad. I can't speak. It's 1230 and I'm like jumbling my thoughts right now. It's the most anticipated day of the year, the day of my birth. But that is not what's made this year's August special. No. Of course, of course, people do love that. But, <laughs> but. I have a countdown on my phone. Mind Hunters and the return of David Fincher on August 16th, the day before my birthday. Peaky Blinders season five on August 25th. And last and certainly not least, Justin Vernon dropping another Bonavere album August 30th. <laughs> oh, it's. Oh, come you're having. You're having a good month there. Come on. Come on. It's not like a Mavu church. Come on. <laughs> Someone in the background should just be clapping right now for that one. Come on. The bon Iver album. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, man, let me just look. Tommy Shelby coming back, man. Come I'm excited. Ah, it's just a good. It's going to be a good three weeks coming up. Good three weeks. I think so, too. You're going to have to. You're going to have to release the uh, music video this month, too. Add another item to the list. Damn it. Well, Shoot yeah. it. Cut it. We'll, wrap it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when the next shoot day is. We'll, I would definitely like to get that out by the end of the month. But you're going to be the editor on that. So definitely, Zach. Pressure's on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, um, no, yeah, but the Bonner album. Um, I'm, it, it had been a while since I listened to him. Uh but on the flight up and the flight back to from and to of North course. Carolina, I was listening to it. Of it course, was good. it's good. It's, it's the best travel music, Bonavere, dude. Man. I know. I downloaded like the last. I downloaded the previews from the newest album that's going to release. I downloaded the the two most recent albums aside from that, uh, <laughs> and listened to that on the ride. Very good. Very so good. Um, we're both big podcast listeners. Uh, you listening to any podcasts now? I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, honestly. Um, What's the I mean, one? What is the one that if I had to tell you, you got to delete everything off your podcast for the next month, but you can only listen to one podcast? Which one are you uh, keeping? Would do that to me. I'm so, you see, I'm so torn because I have... You can keep two. Okay, all right, two. I would probably keep the... I'm doing that selfishly uh, because I can't delete. <laughs> I I would probably have to keep the Design Better podcast from Envision. I just like the uh, production quality on that overall is really good. And I think they have a lot of good guests and topics and things like that. And then if I had to keep another one, there's a an interesting one called 99% Invisible. And I was just talking to you about that the other day. Um and another another they, science another science one no it's not science no uh but they they take like if you look at the world um there's so much that just goes on and like you don't notice it like you don't even think about it so they they take 99% of it exactly they they take like the 99% of things which That's are invisible, invisible but happen oh. all the day all day every day and you never know about it and they break it down like they just they take such incredible topics 
Um, I can't name any off the top. Well, no. So there was there was one talk. I, I, for some reason, I can't find it, and I'm pretty sure it was a 99% invisible one. But they were they were talking about um, recycling and the whole process of that, uh, and what goes on, what used to happen, and now that China doesn't buy our recycled stuff anymore, um, the process has kind of been breaking down. Costs mm-hmm. have gone up. <laughs> Things like that, but it's not all about it's not all about trash and recycling. That was just recycling. I'm about to say, I was like, that's that's a heck of a niche. It's a heck of no, a podcast niche. it's it's, it's definitely not. We are the number one podcast about trash on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. No, and this podcast is brought that. to you by the Cash App. <laughs> That's a Joe, that's a Joe Rogan thing. No, we are not Wait. sponsored at all. No, this is not by the by the Cash App. Not yet, <laughs> not yet. Anyways, um, no, they've they've got a lot of. I, I love a let lot me, of different. Let stuff. me interject. I love when Joe Rogan just pops in with this. And this podcast is brought to you by the Mother Bleeping Cash App. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that reminds me. Uh, the client from uh, North Carolina sent me a an email. We when we were up there, we got talking about uh, all of this this crazy new stuff. Speaking of what, I don't even think I've talked to you about it yet. The the Neuralink from Elon Musk. You did it. You installed it. No, you we were it? talking. We it? were talking about it. Have I? Oh. I haven't talked to you about that yet. Have I? No. Okay, we'll have to save that for another. For another what? podcast because that, that could just be that could be a massive massive rabbit hole okay like we i could we could probably there. talk for like another hour just on that so we're gonna save that all right okay we'll save we'll, the Neuralink. We'll yeah save we'll the save that for another one anyways we started talking about the the Neuralink and we started talking about all this random tech stuff um she she sent me a uh uh joe rogan podcast which i haven't listened to yet with uh, what's his name? Andrew Yang, Yang. Oh, the political candidate. Yeah, yeah. The the he's a Democrat. I think he's running. For yeah, the, the guy. The guy presidency. who wants the guy who wants to give a thousand dollars to everybody. Yeah, in the country that guy. That to. guy. It's crazy. So I, I I don't know about that. But uh, what do you mean? You don't I, know about I that? just I just started listening to to the podcast. That popped, that popped into my head randomly because you mentioned Joe Rogan, but um, he—I mean, he seems like a smart guy, but I don't Ooh, know about Joe Rogan that. or Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. I mean, but but I wouldn't even say like a politically smart guy. He's a technical person. I say we have a podcast about. You can be smart and have dumb ideas, of course. Exactly. I mean. A thousand dollars to every person, no questions asked, every month. That's I mean, a lot of dang money. I mean, how many people are in the U.S.? I don't know. If you Google it and multiply it by, find out how many over eighteen-year-olds there are. And I think it's eighteen, or it's either I think it's eighteen or twenty-five. I don't want to be. I don't want to misquote the guy. Um, he looks like a nice. He looks like a nice guy. I'll tell you, he's probably out of all the people I'd have a beer with on the stage. I'd probably have a beer with Andrew Yang first. I mean, I'm curious to hear. What I would he have. Has a, say, I would have a. I would have a beer with Bernie, but I'd be afraid that he'd take half of it. So, 
Um, yeah, and when, once he kills you, he'll take the other half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so there's, what is it? Three, 329 plus million, yeah, million people in the United States. So we'll say about 300 million. So you're literally going to take 300 well, million. In a way, 300 million and only 29 million are under 18. There's no way. I can't be right. <clears throat> all, I know it's a, all I know it's a buttload of money. You no, I know. Fun. I mean, I'm. This is this is going to be a little bit more because we're just talking about the total amount of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I mean, even if it was only three hundred million people, that's three hundred billion dollars a month. I, th- I think more. Hundred thousand million. No, I don't. I think I did that math right. It's late. <laughs> I've got three commas. I my Less calculator doesn't go that far. Let's leave, <laughs> let's leave it at that. So it's a so, lot. It's a lot of money. So what about that guy? I don't know. Uh, you you mentioned Joe Rogan, and it's late, and that just popped in my head that I was I was just watching that. I started watching it just before we started recording this. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, I haven't gotten too far. I just got into the. Uh, they just started or well, finished talking about. Uh, people who drive trucks like uh, tractor trailers for a living and how they okay so the reason I'm I'm kind of interested in what they're talking about is simply because they're talking about job automation so if you're a, if you drive trucks for a living um, that's probably going to be one of the first jobs to actually be completely automated to where I mean it's an irrelevant position seemingly within a decade um i mean you've got elon musk releasing a tesla version of a tractor trailer you've Mm -hmm. got other companies like amazon testing out these automated systems um to just you know drive and transport trucks and i mean you're not going to be able to compete with that as a person i personally feel that until that technology is a hundred percent, a hundred percent, like where you are not, there's no accidents on the road. <clears throat> they should not replace the trucking industry. Instead, they should utilize the trucking industry and put the drivers in the truck to monitor the, the self-driving truck pretty much. Well, that's, that's what he was talking <clears throat> about. So like re- the replacement of that would come in phases. So the first step would be to basically take them out of the driver's seat and put them in the passenger seat so that they're in the truck monitoring everything and they can just take control immediately if, if the truck is, I don't know, not doing something. And then they, they were kind of talking about the next step and the next thing that the companies like Amazon are looking into is, um, I mean, you, you know how we have drones now that can fly themselves, but we can remotely like kind of beam into the drone and take control of the drone and fly it around like for military use. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of having something like that. So where you have like a center of people that just, they're just con- like their job is like to beam into a truck, take control of the truck until it gets back on the track and the truck feels confident enough that it can resume self-driving again. The truck so, has self-esteem? If What? The truck has self-esteem, not self-esteem. Confidence. Oh, you said you said if the oh, you said if the truck felt confident enough, oh. it doesn't have self-esteem. But all right, Robert, I did it. You know, it can happen. <laughs> uh, 
No, I mean when you when you're dealing with um probabilities, I guess you can figure out how confident a computer is on their answer. Mm. Um sorry to derail you. I, I saw the opening for an easy joke and I took it. <laughs> Anyways, uh yeah, so that would be like the next step before completely removing them. <clears throat> and I have not fact checked any data yet, but according to to him right now, we're at like 98% success rates on all uh, automated self-driving. However, even though 98 sounds like it's high, that 2% is still a massive number for failure. So 98% is not high at all. And you're never going to reach a true 100%. I mean, you're probably going to end up looking at like 99 point something percent. Like that's what you're going to, cap out at because there's always going to be that that chance of failure would you be never, more mad be perfect would you be more mad if you got hit by a self-driving truck or by a truck being operated by a truck driver like you get would you be more mad like if you're like critically hit by a by a self-driving truck or by um a truck being driven that's a, a very interesting question i feel like like if you're in the hospital and I'm like, hey, you got hit by one of those Tesla trucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let's think about this logically for a minute. If, if you have a self-driving truck like that, it's for a big corporation. You know they have insurance. So, uh, well, I mean, it's it's even a regular truck is going to have insurance. Yeah, I feel like I would, really I f- honestly, I feel like back. I would be more annoyed about the person hitting me. What? Honestly. Are you crazy? Be, be, well, because I would be thinking, okay, if you're a person, what what the hell was going through your mind? Like, were you just texting on the phone? What were you doing to cause that? Whereas if it was a, a computer. Oh, poor computer. I, you're, you're not human. I, I'm well. I mean, it's that's not why. It's not because it's like, oh, you're not human. Ah, whatever. I don't know. I just I feel like I have. I I place. <laughs> hold on. Let me let me word this. Let me word this properly because I have a good reason for it. I value the actions of humans more than I do computers. Therefore, if a human messes up, I feel like I would be more aggravated at the human because I hold them at a higher level than a computer. Okay, so let me ask you this. Would you be more upset if you got in a car accident or if your self-driving car got you in a terrible accident? <laughs> See, now, now we're talking about ourselves here. If it's my vehicle. Would you rather get in a car accident? I would, I would a, rather. At the cause of a self-driving car. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> you, you're going to have to die in this accident. Okay, Are you going to die? You know, and putting off the heavenly bliss, you have a moment of anger. Are you going to be more okay with dying that it was your fault or that your self driving car? I would be ran you I, off to the side of the Pacific Coast Highway into the ocean. <laughs> like, I would be much more okay with dying at my fault in that case. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Right. It's that's such a that's such a difficult question to answer. I'm assuming it's really, it's really not. You, 
Imagine you taking a nap and your your sleep Tesla. Not and, not that one. Go, the first you question you're asking. Off of the side of the Pacific Coast Highway, directly into the Pacific Ocean, you're gonna be so mad in those two seconds that you're falling down that cliff. You're gonna be like, "Damn, I would have just <laughs> driven that gas guzzling Ford. I would have done." I don't, I don't drive Ford. Whatever. Anyways, uh, I, I I would be more annoyed if my own computerized vehicle killed me but i feel like i would be more annoyed if <laughs> if a person wrecked my car it's all right third compared scenario. To, would oh. you be more upset if your man controlled spacecraft like pretty much caused you to have to drift in space until you ran out of resources or would you be more upset if your AI that's assisting you on the spacecraft goes rogue and won't open the airlock doors for you to enter in after you've just gone on the repair <laughs> to fix <laughs> this <laughs> What kind of scenario is this? The oh man. I'm gonna be so hella pissed if my AI goes rogue in space. At least like if at least if the spacecraft malfunctions like just normally. Um then I'd be like, oh, it was my choice to come to space. But, like, there's nothing wrong with the spacecraft. But this damn AI won't let me back into the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very aggravated with the uh, AI at that point because the danger is more immediate. <laughs> the dan- Although, if I'm in space and I have an AI controlling the whole ship for me... I would be very mad at the creators if they didn't already have a robot with AI that could have just gone and fixed the damn thing itself. (laughs) 99.7% perfection rate. (laughs) Something like that. I don't, I I feel like you would be down to mechanical failure instead of a uh, actual computing error. Just wanted to know where you stand. So. Cool. My, I mean, my opinions may change if if it's not one in the morning. It, it could mm. be different if it was eleven in the morning. Hey, well, um, Jeff Epstein's dead. Yeah, I got one question for you. What? Murder or suicide? That's a that's a that's a dangerous question, bro. <laughs> dangerous question. I don't know. I, I, it, some it, some, it sure uh, it sure it sure feels like some fishiness was up there, but then it does. You know, look, he had it like on one choice: rat or kill yourself. Pretty much, those are like the the two for him. I mean, for yeah. him, the type of you know. But I guess he the- he could have he could have. There is obviously a third option. Let me not say that he literally had to kill himself, but you know, prison would have been a very difficult journey for someone like him that's As I think true. I think he I think he was assaulted I think he was assaulted right probably anyways I find it uh, I, I heard something that they left him alone for very long periods of time much longer than he should have been left alone and especially for somebody who supposedly has and he does it's not supposedly has information on high-ranking officials around the world yeah it's very peculiar to have him in such a loosey-goosey 
coverage. You should it's, have a camera on his cell at all times. And um, well, they did have a camera on the cell, but it was shut off or something. They could. They don't have the, any footage. Is that confirmed? Because William Barr right now is being pressured by the by the masses to investigate this thing, and he already reassigned the warden. Yeah, he already reassigned the, the warden, and they and the they put two, two yeah two, two people guards. yeah on leave or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I from from everything that I've heard, there was a camera on the cell. They can't get any or find any footage from that camera. That alone is suspicious enough. On top of that, he was initially in a cell with another person. What? And then I believe I believe he, he had a companion person? in the cell. Uh, and then I guess that person was removed. And then, well, I, I don't know if they were removed or not. Uh, Is that person named? Aside. William? <laughs> I I have no idea. Um, he was, was on he suicide also, watch is what yeah. I heard. And then he was taken off of suicide watch. So you have someone taken off of suicide watch, which means the rounds are going to be lessened. You have somebody uh, who. He takes someone off suicide watch in prison. I, I mean, I guess you. They're gonna oh, like fine. they're gonna wait just long enough to stop watching them and try it again. Yeah, I mean, if I if that was my goal, that's what I'd do. I but even, I guess there's, there's. I don't want to go into that dark. Here, but here's the other other thing. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, Epstein is not up is not a person who would go down without bringing everyone else down with him. So the the fact of, or, or or the idea of him actually killing himself, I find odd. What are the odds? It that just if seems he, wrong. If he if he did it, that it'll actually come to light. It's just like it's too convenient, man. It's just way too convenient that he did um, kill himself. It's like a meme on Daily Wire that shows um, justice, and it's like on the other side of this huge damn wall. Yeah. And literally damn wall, not like a damn wall, but like a damn wall. Yeah. And there's just water that's about to come pouring down. And it's just Epstein's suicide, I think, was the wall. And from justice <laughs> raining down upon all of the um, people who undertook criminal behavior with him. But uh, like, it's all there on the bottom of the dam. It's pretty good. But you know, just, justice, I, justice is in the hands. I, of the one above. So. I haven't had a chance to fact check this yet, but I have heard that I guess Epstein's lawyer has some letter from him, which was like sealed. And well, since they, he died, that letter's, uh, I mean, I, I guess come out and it's going to be unsealed. They unsealed documents already. I don't know. I, I I haven't had a chance to look into it yet, but from what I've heard, there was a le- there is a letter, and I think we're just still waiting to find out what was in that. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he maybe he has some letter with some stipulation if he dies under some suspicious circumstances that it should be open. Hmm. Ooh, I'm interested in hearing more about that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look more into it. Yeah, I started kind of, uh, it, so I got quiet for a second here. No problem. There's nothing that immediately pops up when you type that in. But um, there, hopefully more information comes out and we can have a resolution as to what the hell happened. But yeah, 
I mean, I'm, I'm very curious. I don't want to, you know, push a conspiracy much farther, but I do find it very odd when, when, uh, taking somebody, in all the information that you, somebody that who is a, a high, high notorious, high profile criminal is given such freedom that he's able to take his own life. That is very, and who has the information against people who have a lot of power in this world. Yeah. Mysteriously commit suicide. Wasn't he just like lined up for a hearing which he was supposed to, you know, spill the beans on everything too? Didn't that just get set and then the next day he was dead? I don't know. They should probably also send some proof of him actually being dead. (laughs) It's, It's all fake. He's still alive. It's going back to Pedophile Island. I don't want to go into the conspiracy mode, but me neither. It's that kind of information. (laughs) Anyways, um, what else? What else you got? Anything? Anything else interesting? You been listening to, looking at? I mean, I have thinking about listening to some stuff. I've been listening to a few podcasts uh, off camera with Sam Jones. the probably the main one and obviously uh the Dan Levitard show. That's that's the daily listen. But um other than that, I think uh that's a wrap on this week's podcast. What do you say? Anything you wanna conclude with? Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So I did I did do one random thing. Um this Sunday. I mm-hmm. I was just I was like Okay, so I had studio monitor headphones, right? So uh, the padding around the ears is kind of coming off. So every time I wear them, like I get like the black like specks on my head. <laughs> so okay. I've always got to brush it off. Yeah, so it, it sucks. So I just kind of woke up and, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go buy some headphones today. And I did. I went, I went down to Wells, got some coffee, did some work, came back. And then uh, I went to Guitar Center and I uh, was looking are at their those, headphones for about a couple hours. Are those the headphones right there? Picked up a pair. What'd you say? Are those the headphones right there? Yeah, I'm wearing them right now, dude. dude These, is, that, is that velvet? It's it is. It's felt on the on the inside. So instead of uh, having that like fake leathery stuff that comes off, yeah, it's so soft. Dude, dude, it's crazy. It's uh it's a the headphones are handmade from Germany. Okay. They're open back headphones. They've got like nice metal pieces to it. They've got like the nice felt on the inside. It's weighted very well. Doesn't like that. clamp on your head too much. Let me see those but things, man. Let me take what? them off. Let's, let me see. Take them off. All right, yeah. hold on. Let me yeah. put them in front of my camera here. Not too, that's much, the, pr- uh, not too much pressure on the, the top felt there. inside that you can see there. For those who uh, cannot see this, I'm stroking the inside of my felt yeah, headphones Zach can't hear me right now and this yeah. is <laughs> this is the actual side of it so you got the nice grills here all this yeah, is metal yeah. all this yeah. is leather yeah. it's got gold dipped uh quarter inch plug hold on I, I can't hear anything yet what'd you say I've been, I've been talking this whole time but I know you couldn't hear me no but, I couldn't um, hear anything yeah man those are nice terrible for podcasts in the sense of like explaining it to people like this it looks like this but oh yeah nice headphones Anyway, my, bir- my I, birthday's coming up. Um, oh, you want a pair too? Yeah, let me know. I mean, they. I spent about two hundred bucks on them, so 
they're oh, they're they're pretty they're you pretty decent that. honestly yeah yeah I, every every piece of these headphones i can get like another piece made for it mm-hmm. like everything comes off of these i can replace anything on them if it breaks which is already incredible um but do the sound stage on these things are are, are so incredibly wide I can hear everything. If I listen to a song, like the instrument separation that you can hear, it's phenomenal. Like I've, I've listened to a couple songs and I've heard things in those songs that I have never heard, never heard in, in any other so situation. The, what you're saying is the headphones are so good that when you take them off, you're just overall disappointed with your ears. Dude, I am. This is, like I, I listened to some music. I could literally like sit down with these things on and just That's listen good, to stuff for hours, and it does not hurt your ears, which is crazy. That's a good marketing tagline, man. Headphones what? so good, you'll hate your ears when you take them off. That is that is pretty good. Ear loathing. We should we should patent that. <laughs> uh, no, but I've ever since I've started listening to music with these. Um, I, I, everything else is lackluster. It's not as incredible as these. Everything in life just isn't the same without my German handmade headphones. Food yeah, man. doesn't taste as well. Air isn't as airy. Smell, my sense of smell is incredibly reduced. I'm, I mean, I'm wearing these beats, these are power beats, but, um, yeah. yeah, but now I hate them. I hate them after seeing your headphones. Yeah, bro, you gotta. I'm. I'm just gonna like straight up buy you like the microphone I'm using with these headphones, so you can and I'll, I'll get like another focus right. Man, all I'm, right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to hook you up with that. Just set it up that way. You can you can monitor yourself. You can sit there afterwards and listen listen to some music and just three hours like, later you'd be like, dang, I've been listening to music for three hours. Man, it's like the modern day Adonis story. Like you fell in love with your sound of your own voice instead of like your reflection. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oof. That's hilarious. That's good. But now these, these are incredible for, for mixing, mastering, doing anything like that. I love them. But yeah, that's about it. Um, right. I well, just wanted to show you these things. Thanks, Make man. you a little Thank jealous. You. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I'm not jealous because you're going to get me a pair, so I'm not jealous. I'm happy right. for you. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm glad that I don't loathe my ears right now. I like it's my okay. ears. They're treating me all right. You'll like them for now until you hear these things. Well, listeners, you may not have Zach's headphones, but you do have ears and you do have your headphones. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode <laughs> of the Midnight Exchange. Yes, this is the very late Midnight Exchange tonight. Yes, it is. And we have officially exchanged from 12 to 1 and with that being said this is Mario logging out Zach any final words uh yeah so if you want to find us on social media you can find us on Twitter at T-H-E-M-E exchange that's well it stands for the Midnight Exchange you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Midnight Exchange you can go to our website at themidnightexchange.com or you can you can send us an email at podcast at the midnight exchange.com if you have anything that you want to say any ideas or any topics you'd like us to talk about feel free to let us know but until then you'll hear us in the next one dope
Peace out. Peace, guys. Peace.